Almost. Almost. So we need to say it today uh, beforehand. 2014 is just around the corner, and I'm grateful for a new year. It's a new year to serve God. It's a new year to see Him do great things in our lives and in our church. And I'm looking forward to what He has for us. Now, as you look into the future of 2014, what do you see? National poll taken last week showed that 29% of the people in this country think that our nation is headed in the right direction. And that means that 64% think it is on the wrong track. And so, I think if we do an honest assessment of where our country is, it has some problems and troubles. Anybody agree with me? Uh, we do have some problems and troubles. And that shouldn't surprise us, should it? Because to the degree that we've departed from God's standards, to the degree that we've departed from God's word, we're going to have some troubles. But as believers, should the troubles in our country depress us? As believers, should they give us reason for hope? The Bible teaches us that troubles in a country or troubles around us are an opportunity for God to do great things. Troubles are an opportunity because God allows troubles to come into countries. God allows troubles to come into people's lives so that people or nations turn to Him. If everything's going great, why do people need God? But troubles are an opportunity for people to say, God, I need you. God, we need you. And so we want people to turn to God in times of trouble. We want people to turn to God's church in times of trouble to find the help they, they need. And so I believe that no matter how difficult any problems or troubles come in the year 2014, that God can give us peace as believers in the midst of troubles. My message today is called Jesus, Our Peace. We're going to see how Jesus can bring His peace into our lives, no matter what is going on around us. First verse we want to look at is John 16.33. I'd encourage you to take out the white page in the middle of your bulletin. It has the scriptures written out there for you, as well as the outline. You can take some notes. On the back of the page is some study questions. If you want to uh, study in a little more depth, it has some scriptures, reference, and questions that you can think about, pray about, to apply the message to your life. John 16.33 says, and Jesus is speaking here, He says, I have told you these things so that in Me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus here promises that in Him we can have peace even though in the world there is trouble. I want to have peace this new year. How about you? I want to have peace in my heart, even though things around us may not be in peace. And we can have peace in our hearts by trusting in the Lord, no matter what is going on around us. An anxious mind, a, a worried mind is not stable. It's unstable. But a mind that's at peace, a mind that's trusting God, is a mind that's steadfast. A mind that can take us to where God wants us to. When we trust in God, He'll keep us in peace. Now at New Year's time, many people get hung up in New Year's resolutions. Anybody ever heard of a New Year's resolution? Anybody ever made one? Anybody ever kept 100% of their resolutions? 
There are no hands up. Most of them don't last till the end of January for many people. And that doesn't help with our peace either. We kind of get under pressure with our New Year's resolutions. I'd like us to watch a video called Easy Resolutions to see what kind of resolutions we can make that will keep us in peace as we begin the year 2014. So the resolutions that God wants us to make are resolutions about trusting in Him. Not trying to do everything ourselves, but trusting in Him to take our burdens, to take our needs, and to give us rest. To trust God to allow us to take, uh, to trust God to allow Him to take care of us as we follow Him. As we follow His way, as we follow His words. Now this morning we're going to look at the last I Am statement of Jesus. In our series we've been looking at the child who changed the world forever who is Jesus, it's found in John 14, verse 6. Jesus answered and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus has a way forward for you in a new year. He is the way. He has a way for you through the rest of your life. In fact, Jesus has a way for you to ultimately spend eternity with him in heaven. He is the way. He's the way for us to live life. He's the way for us to get to heaven for the rest of eternity. Now, now each one of us is at different stages in our lives. And as we learn to trust Jesus to get us to our ultimate destination, we're going to have peace as we go through life. We're going to talk about that more today. The journey has some troubles. It may have some troubles. We all have some troubles in our life, but we can experience God's peace if we stay close to Jesus because He's going to take us to where we're supposed to go because he is the way he is the truth and he is the life so let's see what jesus has to say to us about the new year 2014 first thing he says to us is don't be troubled don't be troubled john 14 verse 1 jesus says do not let your hearts be troubled trust in god trust also in me now, Jesus isn't telling us that there's not going to be trouble around us. He is telling us that we will have trouble, but don't let our hearts be troubled. Now, if there's trouble around us, the natural thing is to have troubled hearts. We look around us, there's trouble, so I'm troubled. But Jesus says, no, don't go that way. There may be trouble around you, but don't let your hearts be troubled. Now, when Jesus commands us, and this is a command, don't, do not let your hearts be troubled, we have a choice to make. Are we going to obey this command? Are we going to not let our hearts be troubled? Or are we going to let our hearts be troubled? Rather than letting our hearts be upset, we need, we need to trust in Jesus. He says, trust in Him. When we're trusting in Jesus, our hearts won't be troubled. And if our hearts are, be, and if our hearts are troubled, we're not trusting. And so, trust in Jesus. Trust in God. Now, in this passage, immediately before this, Jesus had just told his disciples that he's going to have to go away. He's speaking of his, his crucifixion and ultimately going back to heaven. And so his disciples were being tempted to be troubled. They didn't know what was going to happen here. They've been following him for almost three years. The great teacher, the Messiah, the Savior, and now he's saying, I'm going to go away. And so he's comforting them. He's telling them why he's leaving. He's telling them why they need not be troubled. He's preparing a destination. 
Jesus is preparing your destination. He says in verse 2, In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. After Jesus rose from the dead, 40 days later, he ascended back into heaven. Heaven is the Father's house. It's a big house. There's plenty of room there. There's room for every believer. Every believer has a place that is being prepared for them by Jesus Christ himself. There's a place up there with your name on it. I could start naming names, but I won't. But everybody here that's a believer has a name on a place up there. A place in the Father's house. And that is your destination. In fact, that is your real home. The Bible tells us that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. The Bible says we're aliens, we're strangers in this world. You ever wonder why you feel a little out of sync with everything that's going on, the sin and the troubles? Because this isn't your home. You don't feel at home here. Heaven is our home. Heaven is the place that we're going to spend eternity in. Not in this world filled with trouble and sin. Now ultimately heaven and earth will come together, but that's a whole other topic. But it will be a world and heaven without sin. Even though the journey to our destination in heaven may be long, it may be filled with troubles of different kinds, what matters is that there's a place prepared for us by Jesus at the end of the road. And I think maybe we don't talk enough about heaven these days. We don't talk about hell, we don't talk about heaven, do we? We just kind of focus on the here and now, but we need to understand eternity in order to live the lives that God wants us to live in our 70, 80, 90 years here. Jesus is preparing a destination. He will take us home. Jesus says in verse 3, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. We sang about that. Jesus is coming again. He's promising here he will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. And so here Jesus is promising his disciples. He's promising the disciples of all time if you're a believer here this morning, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. He's promising to take you home to be with Him. The best part of heaven is not this place that Jesus is preparing. The best part of heaven is not the streets of gold. The best part of heaven is being with Jesus. Being with the one who loves you. Being with the one who died for you. Being with the one who created you. That's the best part of heaven, the best part of the Father's house. And Jesus promises to take you home to be with him for eternity. So how can understanding what Jesus is teaching here bring us peace in our lives? Well, think about it this way. Last summer, our family decided to take a vacation on Mackinac Island. It was in northern Michigan. It was our 20th anniversary, Carol and I's 20th anniversary, and we had gone there on our honeymoon 20 years ago. And so we decided to take a trip as our 20th anniversary trip. But it was not just a trip like the first one was of the bride and groom. This was a trip with seven children in a big van instead of a little car. And so it was quite different. That trip is over 700 miles, and quite frankly... A trip had a few troubles along the way, which we won't go into, and it was a very long day. 
But we eventually got there. We eventually got to Mackinac Island, and it was the destination we were heading for. It was a beautiful place, and we thoroughly enjoyed our time there. But heaven is a far better destination than Mackinac Island. Heaven is a far better destination than, than any place you could think of here on this earth. And heaven is not just for a vacation. If you were only there seven, ten days, and then we, had, we came back to St. Louis, which isn't quite as pretty as Mackinac Island. I guess you guys think it is. It's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place. I'm glad we're living here. But heaven is forever. Heaven is our eternal home. And since we know where we're heading and we know what the destination is going to be like, we know who's taking us there, that can keep us in peace during the journey. Because no matter what you're going through in life right now, no matter what you may go through in the future, it's not going to last forever. I can guarantee you that. One day it's going to be over. Your troubles are going to be over. One day... Our pain is going to be over. One day, all crying is going to be over. And we're going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus, full of joy. When we put our trust in Jesus, he will make sure that we make it to the Father's house, to our eternal home, to a place prepared for us. So don't let your hearts be troubled during the journey. Be filled with his peace. Because Jesus is the way. Verse 6 again, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. The way to heaven, the way to eternal life, the way to live life is not according to a set of rules. The way to heaven is not doing certain things. The way is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. He is the way and the truth and the life. Everything that God has put in the hearts of people to desire that is godly is found in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way to the Father. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the way to an eternal relationship with God the Father. The Bible teaches us that sin has separated man from God. Sin has made man an enemy of God. We are not at peace with God as sinners. And when you're an enemy of God, you don't have this peace with God. You don't have a relationship with God. But Jesus made a way to restore that relationship with God, to restore peace between God and man. Because he died on the cross that our sins might be forgiven that we might have peace with God. And that relationship with God the Father is not just in heaven one day, way off in the future. It begins right now. It begins when we believe, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ. So Jesus is the way to the Father and He's the only way. Verse 7 says, If you only knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on you do know Him and have seen Him. And Jesus is making the astounding claim here to know Jesus is to know God the Father. Because Jesus and His Father are one. Many religious leaders claim to point to God. But Jesus is the only way to God. He doesn't just point to God. He's the way to God because He is the one and only true Son of God. Notice the articles in verse 6. 
Jesus is not a way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He makes it clear. No one can have a relationship with God except by believing in Him. Except by going through Jesus. Now, this teaching of Jesus is not popular today. It's considered intolerant. That Jesus is the only way. Singer Sheryl Crow recently said in a New York Post interview, I believe in God. I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm a strict Christian. I'm not sure. I believe in heaven. And so like many people, she believes in everything and nothing. And so this kind of belief is not what Jesus is talking about. To believe in Jesus is to believe that he is the only way to God. And so if Jesus is the way to the Father, what must we do? We must follow him. If he is the way, we must be followers of Jesus Christ. To follow Jesus is to entrust your entire life to him. To follow Jesus is to live your life according to his words. To live your life according to the word of God. To follow Jesus is to ask for his guidance in every decision in life. To follow him is to seek to please Jesus rather than yourself. To follow Jesus is to recognize that everything we have is his. And he gets to say how we use it. And so to follow Jesus in this way will not only take you to heaven, it will fill your life with his presence now. It will allow you to walk along this journey in his peace. Where he leads, we follow. Because Jesus is the way. Next, put your faith in Jesus. Jesus says in verse 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. So what does Jesus tell us to do here? First of all, to put your faith in him. Trusting Jesus with our lives. Trusting Jesus with all we have. And when we do that, our hearts won't be troubled. Our hearts will be full of peace. Secondly, Jesus says that when we're following him, we're going to do what he has been doing. You see, when you're a follower of somebody or you're a disciple of someone, you want to be just like them. You want to talk like they talk. You want to do the things that they do. And that's what Christians, those who are Christ-like, those who are followers of Christ, are to be like. Just like Jesus. When we follow Jesus, we want to do the things that Jesus did. When we follow Jesus, we want to Talk like Jesus talked. We want to speak the way he spoke. We want to, we want others to see Jesus in us. In everything that we do and say. And what did he do? Jesus spoke God's truth. And he demonstrated God's love and power in many different ways in his life. So with faith, we can do great things for Jesus. Jesus says in the second part of verse 12, he, speaking of anyone who has faith in him, he will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. In previous verses, Jesus was telling his disciples to believe in him because of the miracles that he had been doing. And here Jesus tells his followers that, he will do greater, that they will do greater things than he has done. We see the beginning of those greater things in the book of Acts as the disciples and followers of Jesus continued the ministry of Jesus. They continued to speak God's word to everyone around. They continued to heal the sick. 
they continued to do miracles. The same power of the Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus was available to his followers in the book of Acts and to every follower of Jesus down through the centuries till today. So how can we grow in doing these greater things that Jesus talked about here in 2014? We need to connect to Jesus with prayer. Verse 13 and 14, Jesus says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. And so the way to connect to Jesus, the way to do great things in your life for him is through prayer. And so here Jesus gives us a wonderful promise. It's repeated twice. He says that he will do whatever we ask. He will do anything we ask in his name. And that, of course, is the condition of the promise. What we pray for must be what Jesus wants us to do. What we pray for must be what he wants us to do, not what we want to do. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. We pray for things that Jesus would want. If you're a true follower of Jesus, you're going to only ask for things that Jesus wants. Why would you ask for something that Jesus didn't want? That makes no sense for a follower of Jesus. And the reason that Jesus will answer our prayers to do greater things is so that God may be glorified, so that his Father may be glorified. Now next week we start a new series called Praying with Jesus. And we're going to look in more detail about how we can pray in cooperation with Jesus so that our prayers get answered, so that our prayers are more powerful. And I think it's really going to take each one of us if we put it into practice in our lives to a new level in our prayer lives. God wants you to do some great things for Him in 2014. Do you know what they are? God wants us to begin to ask Him, God, what do you want to do in and through my life in 2014? You said that Anybody who has faith in me will do even greater things than I've done. I want to do some of those greater things, God. What do you have for me in 2014? Ask God. Here's some of the great things I believe God wants to do through his followers next year. Jesus wants you to be filled with his peace. I'm not promising that 2014 is going to have peace in the world. I don't know what's going to happen. I suspect there's going to be some troubles. But God, I do know God wants you and me to be filled with his peace. Jesus wants us to share the truth about him with those whose hearts are troubled. There's going to be trouble in the world here and there, and many people's hearts are going to be troubled. And that's an opportunity to share Jesus' peace with them in 2014. So don't get upset. With the troubles that are going to come. There are opportunities to share. The peace of God. With those who do not yet know him. Jesus wants us to invite many new people. To learn about him and his peace. Here at Life Church. Be praying about. Who you have influence with. Who you can invite. To be part of the family here. 
Jesus wants you to demonstrate his power. He wants you to pray for those who are sick and see them be healed. Jesus wants to bless your life and family so that you can be a blessing to others. He wants to do great things in your life. Here's Jesus' final words to everyone here today, I believe, for New Year 2014. He says in verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. And so this morning, Jesus is offering his peace to everyone here. And he wants you simply to open up your heart and say, I receive your peace. Just in the quietness of your own heart right now, receive Jesus' peace. He's leaving it with you. He's giving it to you. But you need to unwrap the gift. He doesn't want you troubled. He doesn't want you afraid. He doesn't want you worried about the future. Put your entire trust in Jesus and He will take care of you. He is the way. All we have to do is follow Him. Follow the way. Believe God to do great things with Jesus as you connect with Him in a new way through prayer in this coming year. I believe 2014 is going to be a great year for Life Church. I believe it's going to be a great year for everybody who's part of the church family here right now and those whom God is going to add to us this year. And so let's believe God for great things together as we walk in His peace. Now, to begin to follow Jesus the way, the truth, and the life, you need to commit your life to Him. To do that is very easy, but very profound. First of all, you need to admit that you've done wrong, that you've sinned. Basically, that you haven't been following Him. You haven't believed in Him. The Bible calls that sin. You admit that you've sinned. Secondly, you believe in Jesus. You believe He is who He said He is. You entrust your life to Him. You believe that He died on the cross, that your sins might be forgiven, and that He lives forevermore. Ask Him to forgive you, and then commit your life to following Him as your Lord, as the way, the truth, and the life. So let's bow our heads right now. We're going to pray a simple prayer. If you're not sure that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you're not sure that you're a follower of His. If you're not sure that you're going to go to heaven when you die, God wants you to be sure. And so I encourage you to pray with me. Say today, Father, today I admit I've done wrong things. I've sinned. I've been following my own way in life and not your way. Please forgive me. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe He died on the cross that my sins might be forgiven and that He lives today. Come into my life. I commit myself to following Him as my Lord and Savior. To following Him as the way, the truth, and the life. And for those of us who are believers, let's ask God to prepare us for this new year. Father, today we thank You for Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. We thank You for being with us in 2013 and bringing us to this place, to this Sunday, the last Sunday of the year.
But today we're looking forward, God, to the new year, to the year 2014. And I pray that you'd fill the hearts of everyone here with your peace. May no one's heart here be troubled. May they not be afraid. May they not be worried. We ask you to do something supernatural to remove that from everyone here and fill it with faith and trust in you. May everyone here be sure of their eternal destination and confident that you, Jesus, will take them there. Help us, God, to share with others the truth that Jesus is the only way. The only way to heaven, the only way to God. Give us opportunities to invite others to come to church to hear the truth. God, we want to do great things for you in this coming year. And we can't do it in our own strength. But as a church, God, we want to impact more lives for Jesus than we did in this past year. Help us to grow in our prayer, God, so that we can receive the power to do everything that you have for us. Everything that you've planned for us. And God, we thank you in advance for the things that you are going to do in 2014 through this church and through the lives of everyone here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.